I'm Rob Marsh. And I'm Kira Hug. And we are the hosts of the Copywriter Club podcast. We are the hosts who did not introduce ourselves for 350 episodes, or at least 340 episodes. We did not ever introduce ourselves. Yeah, so we fixed that. We're here. This is just a conversation between you and me, Kira and Rob. And uh, hopefully, if you're tuning into this episode, uh, you're interested in some of the updates that we have coming up. Uh, but we also want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the economy and in the industry and what's working for people right now. So we'll get to that in just a minute as well. But Kira, let's kick this off. Uh, you know, I was talking uh, to our team just the other day, like we literally hit 80 degrees for maybe the second time this year, a couple of days ago, like summer finally started uh, here. And so let's let's just talk about our summer plans. What's going on with you this summer? Yeah, I will have some travel in July. I know you and I are both traveling in July, and my travel includes actually staying within my state and staying at a couple cabins in Maine uh, in the woods and just having more of a rustic experience. Uh, but I know you have a trip, I think the same week I'm gone. Where I don't even know where you're going. Yeah, my daughter is playing in Junior Olympics water polo tournament, and so we are going to turn that uh, travel into a little bit of a beach vacation. So we're going to spend a couple of days at the beach, uh, maybe, maybe check out uh, an amusement park one day. I'm, my kids are are older, so you know the Disneyland, Disney World type thing doesn't really uh, so sad. work for us anymore. But uh, yeah, roller coasters are still fun, and uh, you know, paying for overpriced amusement park food. We might do that one day, but. I think we're going to spend a lot of time sitting with our toes in the sand, listening to the waves crash on the beach because we don't get that here a whole lot in Salt Lake. Yeah, that'll be nice. It's really sad to think that they've already outgrown Disney. Like that, I don't know, like crushes me. It happens, but uh, but it's good. Different different things, different strokes for different times of life. And uh, yeah, the four, and I'll just be me, my daughters and my wife and I, I will be just sitting on the beach uh, reading splashing around a little bit and uh, having a good time. What is your vacation style when you're on vacation? Are you like some people are really well planned and they have every moment planned, lots of activities. Some people just kick back and just want to chill. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, the with book. I'm the chill. <laughs> I, I do not love to go into it with tons of plans. I, I'm okay with a, Hey, on Tuesday, we're going to go you know to the beach on Wednesday. We're going to go see, you know, the, the angels play or whatever. But I'm not, uh, I, you know, like I hate having everything scheduled out and I do not feel like every moment of a vacation needs to be doing something like the point of my vacations is to rest. So I, I like to just lounge around and do nothing. How about you? But how do you, well, so many questions about how to vacation properly, because I think vacationing is hard. It takes me a while to get into vacation mode. And by that time it's over. So do you just flip a switch and you're like, cool. I'm on vacation mode. Everything feels good. I just, I really struggle with it. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'll still write emails while I'm on vacation. Like I have a really hard time stepping away from but you enjoy that that. stuff. Yeah. I enjoy it. So it's okay. What's, what's bad is when you're vacation with another couple or another family or another person whose vacation style is not your style. So like we have some really good friends that we've spent uh, several vacations with, uh, and, um, they are, active like they want to be doing things all the time and and you know i'm just like wow let's just sit down and like 
grab, Oof, that sounds awful. Grab, grab some food and sit down and just talk and hang out. And yeah. So, uh, so matching up with people, well, and I, I'm sure there are partnerships, you know, marriages where the spouses have different styles. Uh, so, you know, there's styles there. My wife and I both like relaxing. So what's, what's your, your, you have a hard time relaxing, but you are a relaxing vacationer. When I, when I get in, when I relax, it takes me a couple of days. But once I get into that mode, it's hard to ramp up and get back into the work mode. Um, but I don't think my vacation is not truly a vacation at this stage in my life. Really, it's it's family time. I would say it's better described as family time, which is important. Having time off from work to be with my family is very important. Uh, but it doesn't feel like vacation. It, it, it still is work. It's just a different type of work. And I'm okay with that. I'm not complaining. It's just the reality of going into it. When I go into it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to read five books this week. Then I'm disappointed because the reality is I can't do that with a toddler and two kids. But if I go into it, I'm just like, I just want to hang out with them and have fun. Then it it's going to be a more positive experience. So there's a lot of reframing I have to do <laughs> around vacation so that it just feels really good. And um, that's not to say there aren't moments where I can, you know, go on a run and t- have some alone time, which is really important to me. So I think it's just thinking through what the purpose is, like, what do you need to get out of it and making sure you're realistic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So once you get back from vacation or before you leave, what's going on this summer? Um, I'm still working on the flip phone project. Uh, that's still going strong. I don't know what strong means with that, but there's still a flip phone. Um so I'm still living life. Actually, right now I'm living life phone free because I've already told you, but uh, my phone, Homer broke my phone. So I went from having my flip phone, which I love, to having no phone. And I'm also kind of loving that. So I've been reluctant to get my new phone. So that's been really nice. And I'm going to continue with that project through the summer. But we need to talk about the negative side of that too, because like you got lost because you didn't have GPS. This <laughs> I got lost because I took one wrong turn, which you could say GPS would have helped me prevent that. And that's legit. But also I've had GPS and still taken wrong turns. So when I'm not, it's just missing it in that moment for one second. So you could argue that I would never miss a single turn if I had GPS. And that is fair. I would say what I learned from that was I should have left 20 minutes earlier. That's it. Um, there are downsides. There are definitely downsides. Communication is trickier with a lot of people in my life. Um, I know it's trickier with our team because they can't always reach me. But there are a lot of upsides for our mental health, happiness, presence. Uh, I feel lighter. And I feel better. So I'm just trying to figure out the whole thing. So anyway, that will continue and I'll hopefully have more time to write about it. I think the whole purpose of it is around like learning and reflection and I haven't been able to write about it as much. So that's a goal for the summer. What else is important to you when you look, think about the summer? Do you have specific goals or um, anything that's really important to focus on? Well, I'm, I'm not getting rid of my phone. Uh, so <laughs> that's not a project for me. But You will never I, do that. I, I will say this. I absolutely love summer. It's, it's my favorite season, but I love summer mornings. And, you know, we've talked mm, many times yeah. about how I get up early to go uh, to run or to lift or, or whatever. 
But having the sun up early means that when I get back from exercising, which, you know, it's light outside when I'm, I'm doing that at five o'clock in the morning here, uh, I've got time to sit on my porch and read. I've got, you know, it, the, before anybody else is up around my house, I don't have little kids, so they're not getting up early. Uh, you know, I've got older teenagers, you know, and <laughs> so sleeping they're, in. Like, sometimes they're not up before noon. Uh, there are some days uh, just because that's what young adults do. They, they like to relax when they don't have commitments in school and work or whatever. So mornings are absolutely golden. So I'm just enjoying that. And I actually, I mean, it's, I sit down to do work earlier uh, in the summertime, which is maybe counterintuitive. You'd think, oh, it's summer, you know, relax a little bit more, but because it's light, because it gets so much done in the mornings, by seven seven thirty, I'm like, okay, well, let's just get started on what's going on today. So um, it's kind of nice, uh, and I just, I absolutely love, 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 love summer. It's my favorite season. Yeah. Well, do you have a theme? Uh, <laughs> summer. Summer's the theme. Fun. Summer. Fun. Summer mornings. That's the theme. Uh, that's great. I've created a theme. It's hard, not heavy. That is my motto for summer is that when things get hard, not to make it so heavy, to keep it light, especially during summer when you want it to be fun. So if business feels hard, just like not obsess over it over or overthink things, but just to kind of like keep it lighter and be more in the moment and dealing, tackling problems, issues in the moment rather than like letting it consume you because you overthink. And as an overthinker, that's something I have to keep reminding myself of, especially during the summer when I don't want to be consumed by, you know, anything that feels heavy. So that's my motto. I have a t-shirt. I think that comes pretty naturally to me where I don't, you know, stuff that I, I can't control. I don't, I'm pretty good at not obsessing over it. I'm pretty good at letting go of things like that. I mean, there are definitely things that bug me and that kind of thing, but um, yeah, i I've developed, I don't know if that's a skill or what, but I've developed that ability over the last uh, decade or two to just let things go. So it wasn't always that way? I don't think so. Yeah, okay. So there's hope. So Maybe. Okay. There might be. Well, what, what is happening in the Copywriter Club? So a couple of things going on. Uh, when this episode goes live, we will still be uh, talking about the P7 client attraction pipeline or our, our system for finding and pitching clients. And uh, we've gone back through that. We've added an additional training. So when we created that last fall, uh, you know, we, we basically stepped through everything that you need to do to identify your ideal client, identify the problem that you can solve for them, write a, uh, a pitch um, and outreach. And there's all kinds of different ways to do that. DMs, emails, uh, in person. And we've put together a bunch of templates to help with that process. And then also, I mentioned it's a process. We created some tracking sheets and shared some tools that help you turn that into a daily or a weekly habit that systematizes it so it can go on and on and on. It, it, it doesn't become this hard thing going out and pitching clients. And so we put all of that together last fall. And then this spring, obviously, a lot of things have changed. AI has, you know, uh, ChatGPT came online at the very end of the year. And there are literally thousands of AI tools out there now. And some of them are actually really good at helping with these pitches. And so we put together an additional bonus training that shows how you can use a tool like ChatGPT to speed up that process of identifying your ideal clients, of figuring out the problems that you can solve and to uh, 
create a, even a back and forth that will help you identify some of the things that you want to think about when it comes to niching. But more importantly, if you use the system that we show in that training, you know, and you're, you're tracking everything, your problems, the contact information in the spreadsheet that we give you, uh, you can connect that spreadsheet to ChatGPT uh, using one of the plugins that's available there. And there are a few that would work and literally write 150, however many you want to pitches in less than two minutes. And they're pitches that are unique. They're specific to the problems that you are finding when you're doing the research or that you're having a VA help you find. And it can speed up that pitching process. Now, we're not talking about sending love note pitches or you know pitches that are pages long. These are just initial connections so that you can start relationships that you can build on. But we put that training in there to make it even easier, even faster for people to succeed in pitching clients. We know the system works. We've seen other people use it and copywriters who've gone through it and literally you know, responded back and said, every single pitch that I sent out got a response this time or just booked two clients 20 minutes after sending out my pitch. We've seen those kinds of responses and AI will just speed that up. And so we've put that together. Uh, that's available right now. In fact, you can get it for free when you're an underground annual member and we will share a link in the show notes where you can find out more about that uh, check your email if you're on our email list because i'm sure that we've been uh, telling you a little bit about that and how you can get that system for free just by being an annual member of the copywriter underground and then being a, a member of the copywriter underground there's all kinds of other stuff that's included in that that i haven't even you know scratched yeah so just to talk through like real quick the seven, because for my brain needs to know the seven steps and like, why do we even call it P7? So just to run through it, the first step is prime your prospecting behavior with pro habits. Rob already mentioned that. So we're not just throwing you a bunch of pitch templates and systems and AI tools. We're helping you actually shift your behavior so that this doesn't become a daunting chore that you have to do that never happens, which is what typically happens with copywriters are like, I just don't have time to do this. But if you can just build it into your routine so it feels natural and like part of your your day or your week, it becomes that much easier. So we have a whole training and masterclass on that so that you could develop the habits. Step two is nailing your X-Factor positioning statement. And this is something new that we've added to P7 because if you don't know your own positioning, it makes it really hard to pitch anyone if you don't know what you can do for them, how you're different, how you're better. So that's a core piece of P7. Three, creating your ideal client profile. We already know about that. You all do this for your clients, but of course you need to know who you're pitching before you actually focus and build out that list. Four is creating your starter offer to get an easy yes. So we actually will help you develop a unique mechanism and create an offer that includes that so that when you're pitching, you're like, you actually know what to pitch to your ideal clients rather than saying, I can do everything for you. I'm a generalist. You can have a real solution that will make it so much easier to feel confident when you're pitching. Number five of P7 is what Rob already talked about, creating that perfect pitch, um, knowing what to put in it, having a problem statement, having connection content. We have templates for all of that so that you can just create these really easily. And like Rob said, um, have the chat GPT tools so that you can automate it and do it faster. And that's part of step six in the system, which is all about 
automating the whole system, which I won't go into because Rob already talked about that. The final step of P7 is to patternize your pitching habit so it feels easy. And that's where we really kind of finalize your habits so that it's just part of your regular routine and it no longer becomes this kind of outside chore that you have to do that feels just so overwhelming. So that's those are the seven steps in the system just to make it really easy and and we have updated it because we've learned what works, what doesn't work. So this is a system that has now been updated um, and is even better than what it was in the fall. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's just so many ways that you can use what we show you, especially those templates in making those connections to create. And we're not always just talking about, hey, I've got to land a project. Sometimes you do need to land a project. But the real power in it is creating relationships that pay off over time and pay off with referrals in the future, possibly future projects, but uh, contacts that become your network for growing within your niche, your industry, or whatever you want to ultimately do with your career. Uh, it's the baseline for all of that. And so it's a really powerful tool. And like we said, you can get it for free when you are a Copywriter Underground annual member. Yeah. And, and the good promise, you know, like a good marketer, we have a promise. It's book one new client per month in about 30 minutes a day. And that's really being conservative. Rob and I went back and forth on this for a while. Just what is realistic? What have people been able to do with this system? And actually, a lot of copywriters have been able to book more than one, but we just wanted to keep it really simple. So this is something that you could use to book more than one client per month. But at least you know that that's, what's, that's our guarantee um, and that's what we can guarantee you with this system. And when you say 30 minutes a day, uh, you know, using ChatGPT or a, another AI tool, it can actually be significantly less. So uh, you could take the system, have an assistant or a VA or somebody else, because you know exactly who your ideal client is. You could have them find those ideal clients. You could have them identify the problem. And, and so you're almost doing nothing. And the tool, like I said, it, it will create you know, 50, 100, however many pitches in minutes that you can then send out. So it can be significantly less than 30 minutes a day using AI. Now, obviously, some people are just going to do it on their own. And that's totally fine, too, because it works either way. Yeah, you don't have to use AI tools. And if you're overwhelmed, and you're like, I haven't really tried any of them. We will show you how to do it. So even if you've never used ChatGPT, you will have instructions that will help you figure out how to use it for your pitching system. So I think the important thing here is that this is available this week only at this rate before the price does increase. So it will be available in the future, but it will be at a higher price point because we've added so many other offers to that annual membership in the Copywriter Underground that we're not even talking about today. Uh, this is the last week that it's available at this current rate where you get P7 included and then everything else is included in the membership. Yeah, and I know you said we're not really talking about it, but we have upgraded the Copywriter Underground. We've added and you know, we've done uh, in the past we've done all these events, live events where we've had amazing speakers, amazing presentations. We've had several retreats with the think tank and all of that content has kind of been buried in our vault. Not that we really have a vault, but it's been buried. It's been really hard to find. It's not been previously available. And we are digging all of that stuff out, dropping it into 
the Copywriter Underground in a new organized format to make it easier to find, easier to use. And there's just so much in there that's helpful for copywriters. So all of that stuff is in addition to the P7 program that you get. So I'm just, I'm teasing that, but check out the link that we're going to link to in the show notes. So there's a little bit more information there. And last thing I will say about that, because I'm excited about our guarantee. This is a guarantee Rob came up with. Um, and I love a good guarantee. I think this is what we need for all of our clients and our own sales pages. But we do guarantee that if you are not able to book one client uh, every month, you can get your money back plus an extra $10, which is kind of nice. So buy a couple of coffees. (laughs) But I mean, it's it's really just to prove that we know the system works and everything is designed to work for you. So we believe in it that much to have that type of guarantee. Okay. So enough about, enough about that. Uh, we've been also in the past, we've talked about the podcast that you've really taken the lead on Kara, the AI for creative entrepreneurs. Do you want to talk about just the other the episodes recently that we've had there and what's been going on over at that podcast? Yeah. I mean, this, this new podcast is an experiment and we're trying to figure out what makes it useful. Uh, I would say, check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, just so you're up to date on what's happening in this space. We, we can't ignore what is happening and the shifts that are happening as creatives uh, and copywriters. So I would check out the most recent episode with Teddy Garcia. He is a CTO for top marketers, uh, one of which is Todd Brown. Rich Sheffron is another. I mean, he, he works with some really well-known marketers. Yeah. And not, not only is he a great guy, he's just so smart and he is you know, he understands the AI space and is working in it. And uh, it's just a podcast episode worth listening to. It will change the way you're thinking about what you can do. It's it's empowering in many ways. It can also be hard to hear about the changes that are happening because it can feel so rapid, especially from Teddy's, uh, Teddy's perspective, that changes are happening even faster than we thought. Uh, but I do find something positive in it because he gives us some specific ideas about how we can take action and what else we can do as copywriters in this changing environment. So I would listen to that one. It's really good. Yeah, it's good. There are a lot of a lot of really good experts. If you haven't checked it out, uh, you know, be sure to just scan through. See, you'll see um, some unfamiliar names because a lot of people who, you know, these aren't necessarily copywriters. We're talking, they're talking about AI and what AI is doing, not just for copywriting, but for marketing and for business as a whole, um, the changes are happening so fast. There are I, I, I get a notice uh, every week of you know somebody sends out that there were this many hundreds of new tools this week. It's like 200, 300 a week for the last uh, three or four months. Like there are literally now thousands of tools, hundreds that will help you write copy. It's impossible to stay ahead of all of them. So. By listening to a few experts that we bring into the show, talking about the tools that they're using may just give you an idea of what you might do differently in your business, the tools that are worth checking out. And of course, if you do find a tool that works, buy it, use it, because uh, we want the tools that are good tools to last, uh, you know, because the industry will consolidate and it won't, there won't be thousands of AI tools for writing emails. There might be five or six and we get to help figure out which ones are the best ones by trying them out. And we'll have a new episode coming out soon on that podcast with the two of us. We're going to talk about kind of what's happening in that space, the latest and takeaways from a recent retreat that you and I were a part of where there were a bunch of different 
trainings on AI. So you and I can share our top takeaways from that in an upcoming episode. So you can check it all out at AIforcreativeentrepreneurs.com. Okay. So that's, that's the AI podcast. And then coming up uh, in August and really launching or starting in September, we're going to be running the Copywriter Accelerator for the second time, second and last time of the year. We do it twice a year. Uh, this last group that we put through the accelerator was phenomenal, amazing. The community that they built, their, um, you know, the back and forth, the lead sharing, the way that they supported each other was just, uh, it was phenomenal. It was it's just really fun to watch that group grow. And that's in addition to all of the things that they're doing to, you know, to their websites, to the businesses, you know, creating uh, projects and, and services that, their clients want to buy all of that stuff. So that is coming up this fall. What else would you want to talk about uh, or say about the accelerator? I just think that the the writers that go through that program are just some of the top. I mean, just most impressive people I know, um, and the alumni from the Copywriter Accelerator. If you if you think about the copywriters you admire, uh, I would guess that. <laughs> The majority of them have been through the Copywriter Accelerator, uh, so it's worth it's worth thinking about. Well, what do they all have in common? They built their business intentionally, working through the eight components we teach and implement in the Copywriter Accelerator, because those those are the building blocks of any business. Doesn't even matter if it's copywriting; uh, those that's what you need to build a solid business that's profitable. And I just don't think there's any other programs like it that walk you through it step by step. Um, it's a program that will continue to give back to you as you pivot. And we're all going to pivot. We're going to just pivot faster and faster. And if you have this, this blueprint to follow, it'll make it so much easier for you to be agile as, as an entrepreneur, as a writer, as a creative moving forward. And that's what we're going to need. The, you know, the business owners that stick around and the copywriters that stick around are going to be the ones who are the most nimble and have the foundation to make those shifts as the market changes. Yeah, it's not a course. It's a cohort-based program with coaching, a lot of time with you and I, a lot of time with the others in the community. Everybody's working together, building things at the same time, supporting each other. And I think the combination of the community, the coaching, and the eight modules that you're talking about is unique and it's a different way to build your business. I've seen lots of other, you know, start your business or, you know, how to get started in copywriting. I've even, you know, taken some of those kinds of courses in the past. And uh, this one's uh, more comprehensive and helps you build the network from day one. And because it's not a course, you're not just left to figure it out on your own. You, you don't have to worry about, you know, how am I going to find time? Because we actually build it right into your calendar. And if you show up, if you do the work, you come out at the other end with services that your clients want to buy, a website that talks about you the way you want to talk about, it, and a plan for how you're going to build your brand and your business in the future. So if you are interested and want to learn more, we will include a link to our wait list in the show notes so that you can jump on that list and hear updates about it as it approaches. Yeah. So, okay. We've been talking about what's coming up. Let's just talk a little bit about what's going on. What are we, what are we excited about? What are we work? Well, what are we seeing happening in, in the copywriting world? Yes. So I think it's really important because 
you know, things have felt really hard and heavy for many writers, not all writers, but for many. Um, and writers that we've worked with too, where they've lost retainers, um, it's harder to get projects. Um, it's been a tough time for many service providers in general. But I think it's also important to focus on what has been working because there are copywriters who are doing well uh, and figuring things out. And we have worked with those copywriters as well. So I'd love to just share kind of what activities are currently working based off like the last month or two. And this is pulling ideas that are real from real copywriters we know. We're not going to list all their names, but this isn't just the two of us saying, oh yeah, you should just pitch more. It's, well, here's something specific you can do. And we've seen it work for another copywriter over the last two to three months. So we know it could work for you too. Yeah. And having, having said that, like we have seen plenty of copywriters who had, you know, five-figure a month businesses and have lost almost all or all of their clients and then rebuilt that, you know, and it, yeah, it did take some time. It, in a couple of cases, it took three or four months of really struggling and really figuring things out. But by doing the work, by sticking to the stuff that does work, they've rebuilt that client flow and those that project list and they're back succeeding. So just know this stuff does work. Yeah. One recently, yesterday, uh, I think Tank member told us that she hit her first 20K month, uh, That which is something that she, you know she's wanted to do for a long time. Uh, she even said she doesn't know if that's going to happen necessarily next month, but she understands how to do it and how to get back to that number. And that is the most empowering part is when you understand what goes into it and how you can do it, it makes it easier to get back to it, even if you can't hit it three months in a row, you have the ingredients you need to get back to it. So that was exciting to see. And I think the key is resilience. The one, the copywriters I've seen who are recovering after a couple of rough months um, are just, they just keep at it. Like it doesn't mean they don't have a rough moment. It doesn't mean they haven't lost a client, but they pitch like crazy. Like they have gotten over themselves. They've gotten over the fact that they've been ghosted, um, even just worked through their own ego about why do I need to do this? clients should just be attracted to me. I shouldn't have to pitch. And they've started pitching consistently. I can think of one copywriter who started doing it. And she mentioned this week that she has landed an old, a past client that she reached out to, has a conversation with them, and then another client she pitched. So pitching is key, which you know goes into P7 and everything we shared about P7. If you don't have a pitching system, that is a system you could use. Yeah, when we talk about pitching too, we're not just saying, "Oh, you're out there asking for work." You're asking, you know, you're trying. Yes, that it may be the end goal, but that's not really what you're doing when you're pitching. You're building friendships. You're helping other people. You're making suggestions. You're commenting on uh, the things that they're writing in ways that add to the conversation and help. And I know we spent a lot of time earlier talking about P7 and we show you how to do all of that stuff in that program, but just think, you know, if, if you're like, man, I, I can't stand pitching. I hate sales. That's not who I am. Don't think of it like that. You're creating friendships and these friendships do pay off and we've seen it work and going outside of that normal range of people that you might be thinking of, like you said, reaching out to past clients, even we saw one client, one copywriter who reached out to a past client that the project didn't actually go all that well, that things, you know, weren't great for some other reasons. And they reestablished, we've actually seen two copywriters do that recently, and they've reestablished connections 
and move forward with new projects and things are better because they were able to set different boundaries or a different person was involved, that kind of stuff. So even those past clients that weren't perfect fits can uh, be a, a source for projects in the future, but you're, you know, looking for new ways to connect with people. So, you know, there, there could be in-person uh, networking groups. Like we know somebody, uh, a few people have used BNI. Uh, you've done that in the past, Kira. Uh, yeah. BNI groups. Some of them are, are good. Some of them are less good. Try it out, see if it works. But BNI is not the only way to get out there. There, uh, there are groups that need speakers, uh, and I'm not just talking about conferences and formal events, but you know, lunch groups that are looking for people to just come and talk about some of the things that they do or new ways to think about things. There are all kinds of opportunities out there to make new connections. In it. And then, of course, there are standard conferences and events. Some of them are online, some of them in person. All of those are ways to. Uh, Get yourself out there in front of people who are looking for help with copy and marketing. Yeah. And just getting back to the whole idea around pitching, feeling uncomfortable or just kind of too salesy. I just, I think of it as there's so many awful pitches out there that we all are, that are landing in all of our inboxes. It's overwhelming. And so when I receive a good one that is clear, it's well-crafted, uh, cl- they've obviously paid attention to what I'm doing and are trying to solve a problem and it seems like they're coming from a good place uh, and it's not overly aggressive, whether or not I work with that person, it is a gift to me. Like I will congratulate that person because they've done well and that's creating a connection. Uh, so think, I mean, it, it's it's going to feel good to the person who's receiving that, even if it's not a good fit right now. If it is done well and you have put some thought uh, and consideration into it. I agree with you as far as all the groups. It's exciting now that so many in-person events are happening. I think that's, in some ways, I forgot about that. Like this is an opportunity to book clients and find clients. And now we have all those opportunities uh, back that you can consider, even if you haven't been able to consider them over the last few years. Uh, other other um, activities that have helped uh, prioritizing new offer and expertise. I've seen a handful of copywriters we're working with who have finally decided to kind of focus on their own expertise and offer and build their list. Even though they've been growing a business for eight years or five years, they've put so much time into their client work that for the first time they're saying, I'm now going to prioritize creating my first course or writing my first book. And so I've seen a lot of writers really create some boundaries. It doesn't mean that quitting or firing all their clients. They still have to figure out that juggle. But I do see a lot of writers setting more boundaries so that they don't feel like they're being taken advantage of and they feel better about what they have to offer and leaning into that as a new arm of their business. Yeah, there's. Um, we actually posted in the uh, Copywriter Club free Facebook group a post and just asked people what's working for them. And we saw people repeating over and over the same things. A lot of people having success with referrals. And there's a bit of a trick 
with referrals. It's not just waiting for them to come, but a lot of people actually ask for referrals. You, you know, reach out to your clients. Some people uh, we've seen even build it into the contract where, you know, if you're working with me, uh, you're required to give me a referral for, you know, because that saves me time on marketing and I can put that time into working, you know, on your business and helping you succeed. Um, so there's an art to that, asking when clients are happy and reaching out, just saying, hey, uh, you know, is there anybody in your network that I can help with this kind of thing that I do? And again, over and over following up, the, the biggest part of the entire process of finding clients is that we will pitch once or twice. And because we haven't had an answer, uh, we give up or um, forgetting to reach back out to those no's that we get three or six months later, because the no isn't that they're not interested in what we have to offer or that we're the wrong person to work with. The no is almost always this isn't in my plan right now, or I don't have time to, you know, work through this project, or it's not in the budget, but at some point in the future, it will be. And so remembering to follow up and that will help as much as almost anything else we've talked about. Yeah. There's nothing worse than talking to someone who has pitched, you know, a handful of clients and then they're frustrated because it's not working. And then you ask them if they are following up and there's just no follow-up, no follow-up game at all. And it's just like, how can you expect to just land a project by sending one pitch and only sending it to maybe five or 10 people? Especially if you don't know those people. Yeah. It's just, it is a numbers game and relentless follow-up is needed today to get someone's attention. I, again, I appreciate when people follow up with me, if it's done respectfully and it's well thought out, uh, I think it's a gift because I otherwise I my inbox is crazy. I'd rather you follow up respectfully and then I can always say I'm not interested. And um, again, it's a gift that you can give people if you do it well. And I, I know we mentioned events. Uh, another copywriter we talked to just this week mentioned that she went to an industry event. So it was not a marketing event, was not a copywriting event, but focused on the niche that she wants to serve. She was the only copywriter in the room. She had several conversations with people who needed help. It's, you know, I know so oftentimes we're going to events thinking, you know, what can I learn to grow my own business, my marketing business, my copywriting business? But the secret sauce with events is going to niche focused events where you can help the people there solve their problems. If you can speak at those events, even better. If you can find opportunities to ask questions to the people who are speaking, that's great. But just being there and, you know, not standing up against the wall, but, you know, creating those relationships, industry events are amazing. Yeah. So clearly there are a lot of things that are working today. And again, I think the key is just being nimble and open to trying new things, getting over yourself, which is hard to do. I mean, this is, I have to do this constantly. It's a struggle to just be like, well, maybe in the past I could attract these clients and I didn't have to pitch or I didn't have to go to in-person events. Uh, but now I have to, and that's okay, but here's how I'm going to do it. And then just being relentless about doing it, the activity consistently building those habits. So it becomes part of your routine. So you don't stop and you can really build out your pipeline. If, if you've been doing this stuff and it, you know, it's still slow going, you're not connecting with clients, then you can think about other things that you can change too. Obviously you want to make sure that your pitch is dialed in. So have another copywriter or a copywriting coach, take a look at your pitch, what you're sending out you know, to make sure that, yeah, it is putting you in the best light. You're doing all of the right things for sure. Do that. But 
maybe you need a different offer. Maybe you need to be thinking about a different problem that you can solve for your clients. And those needs change over time. And if what you're offering or what you're pitching isn't connecting, find something else, another problem, an easy yes, even if it's just sharing ideas to start that conversation, change something else up. You know, a, a lot of the copywriters we talk to is like, yeah, I've been pitching and it's not working. We'll say, well, how many pitches did you send out this week? And they're like, two. Well, okay. Uh, if pitching is a numbers game and you know you have a 10% hit rate and you're only sending out two pitches a week, that means that you're only going to get one potential contact to respond back every three, two to three months, right? So you need to be doing more. You need to be getting out there and doing more and letting go of your pride, letting go of your ego and making those friendships, creating those relationships and starting those conversations. All right. So as we wrap, we're just going to share the link again, if you are interested in the P7 client attraction pipeline, which is available this week uh, only at this rate before it actually jumps up, you can find a link in the show notes and check that out. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us, email us at help at the copywriterclub.com. That's this episode of the Copywriter Club podcast. The intro music was composed by copywriter and songwriter Addison Rice. The outro was composed by copywriter and songwriter David Muntner. I'm glad I can remember both of you guys after having said this 150 times. If you've enjoyed the show and like what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts, leave a review of the show. Or if you listen on some other podcast app, wherever you can leave a review that helps us out. And be sure to check out that other podcast we mentioned about artificial intelligence and how you use it in your business. That's at AIforcreativeentrepreneurs.com. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Copywriters coming together to help the world write better. Copy and make more money. Kira and Rob's Copywriters Club. Listen to the Kira and Rob's Copywriters Club.